And welcome everyone to another edition of Georgia Alabama Sports Live. It is our show we do every Sunday in which we recap the previous week's games and then we preview the upcoming week games. Thrift Barringer here alongside my good friend and, and partner for Georgia Alabama Sports Live, Richard Holdridge. Richard, what a fantastic week one. Great to be here, Thrift. I cannot believe we had an incredible week one. Still a lot more to come. We're going to recap week one and preview week two. We had such an amazing time on the campus of the Glenwood School. For high school game day, it was incredible. Just an incredible atmosphere that we got to have like a college game day type show with picks. And a great game. Congratulations to Glenwood on the victory. Yeah, great job by Glenwood. And we'll talk about that live stream in just a moment. We want everyone tuning in right now to please like us on Facebook. And, of course, subscribe on YouTube. That is where we live stream all our games. And like Richard said, we were live on location at the Swamp. And it was a very good evening. Um, Actually, a great evening. Um, And I want to say thank you to Tim Fanning, uh, Dusty Perdue, Ryan Nelson, all those guys are integral parts in making the live stream possible. We did high school game day, our inaugural high school game day show. You can go back and look on our Facebook page and YouTube to see that. We had DJ Jones come on as the first helmet picker of the season. He bamboozled us, thought he was going uh, Pacelli, <laughs> and then did the old Lee Corso swap a and picked a Glenwood to win, and they end up winning that game, which we will talk about here momentarily. Um, and then we had Justin Humphreys on from Zaxby's, and they're the premier destination place and restaurant to, for all your tailgating needs. Listen, high school football's here, college football starts in two weeks, NFL starts in three weeks, that's Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. You're going to need food to feed people to watch all these games. Well, Zaxby's is your place, and thank you to them. They had their 25% off yesterday. I hope everyone went and got that and used the discount code GAS live to get that 25% off. We're going to be giving away $25 gift cards today for people that liked us on Facebook and shared our stream. So if you shared the stream and you shared the YouTube stream, that was your way of being able to enter a raffle to win $25 gift cards. I'm only going to give away two today. I got two more to give away next time we do something like that, probably later on uh, in the week when we have our live streaming games that we're going to go do. Uh, but high school game day, was a, uh, I thought it was a, a success. Oh, yeah. I didn't keep up. We're going to announce that on the next high school game day, right. what our records are. I didn't look at it. I thought I did pretty decent. The one I'm happy about the most is Calvary getting a huge upset. Me and you were the only person on set. Uh, other than Coach Purdue and, and DJ, they both picked uh, Cherokee to win. We thought Calvary was going to get the upset, and they did. And we'll talk about that game. But thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you for all the support out there and what we're trying to accomplish here for Georgia-Alabama Sports Live. All right, first things first. Let's go ahead and get into it, uh, Richard. Glenwood versus Michelli. We, we made the hype video. We promoted it as number one versus number one in the state of Georgia at GIAA for Michelli, AISA for Glenwood. Give me some of your thoughts after the game on how you thought it played out. Well, I thought that Glenwood did what they were expected to do. When they came out, they took the football to start the first half, and Dallas Crow marched down the field and scored a touchdown. Then they had a stop on Pacelli offense. They scored a touchdown again. Out the gate, a quick score, 14 to nothing to start the game. 
Pacelli's a young team. I thought that Pacelli did a good job hanging with Glenwood, especially in that first half when Brown had that pass on that fourth down to make it 14-6. to six. I think the turning point in the game, Thrift, was uh, AZ Justy actually getting uh, thrown out of the game. He had two unsportsmanlike penalties back-to-back, and that is an automatic tossing from the game. But how about Carter Judah? Only a sophomore, and he had a great game. Lamont Brown was our defensive player of the game. It seemed like he was on in just about every tackle for the Glenwood defense. I think this Glenwood team is solid. Coach Nelson has got a team that could compete for a state championship. Now, Glenwood has not won a state championship since 1992. They've been close. They went to the championship in 2011. They went several times under head coach Jason Gibson. But they are ready. And they went to the championship game last year and lost to Lee Scott Academy. But I think the Glenwood Gators, they had the team to do it this year. I think they do have the team to do it. And Dallas Crow, as you talked about, he was electric. He had two touchdowns passing, two touchdowns rushing. He showed he had, for one, he was great in the pocket, great composure. The -the over-the-middle throw to either McCrane or um, Carter Judah coming out of the backfield was wide open the entire night, and that's not something seeing you're used to seeing with Pacelli uh, with their linebackers in the middle of the field. So that was something they used a lot. But like you talked about, a sophomore in Judah, he, he may not have been the fastest guy on the field, but he's a hard runner, and he's hard to bring down. There were not one, two, but probably 10 to 15, maybe more than that, however many carries he had, in which several Pacelli defenders were just bouncing off of him. They couldn't bring him down, and he had easily over 100 yards for the night. He was one of our players of the Sports Vision's offensive player of the game, along with Dallas Crow. On defense, Josh McConnell and his coaching staff, and shout out to Coach McConnell, my longtime, longtime coach at Glenwood, my coach in high school, basketball coach, and he's always been the defensive coordinator since I've known about the Glenwood Gators going on 15 years now. He did an excellent job with his game plan, execution. Lamont Turner, we said his name over and over again. He had probably close to double, probably 20 tackles or more for the game easily. Um, He had a couple tackles for loss. The up front, the big men, the offensive line for Glenwood, they were moving the Pacelli defensive line. There was no pressure, and Pacelli had very little uh, tackles for loss, and that is a credit to the offensive line and defensive line. But Coach McConnell's defense held, holding Pacelli only to 12 yards, I think, is one of the statements of the game. 38 to 12 was the final score. It's 14 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Second quarter, uh, Christian Brown had the hail mary touchdown to uh, Braden Hagler. Uh, three, <laughs> three Pacelli defenders were uh, Glenwood defenders were around him, and yet it just dropped right in the bucket. Great uh, throw, great catch. But then right after that is when all the extra activities, um, as I like to say on the broadcast, extracurricular activities started <laughs> happening. Back-to-back unsportsmanlike conducts. And you're right, that really changed the game. Um, there were a couple of questionable calls for both teams with the referees. I, and here's my statement with the referees situation. Just like the coaches and the players, this is only game one. So there's going to be room for improvement. There's going to be a lot of mistakes for everyone involved in the game, including us calling it. So let's be let's bear with the referees. Yeah, they made a lot of mistakes. Hopefully they'll get better as the season goes on. But I, the one thing I took away from Glenwood is they got a ton of weapons. Coach Nelson knows 
what his offense strengths and weaknesses are. And defensively, they move and pursue the football unlike any other. Pacelli, a couple of bright spots. Corvey James, he didn't get a lot of touches, but when he did, he had over 10 yards of carry. He I, Obviously, he needs to get the ball more because he is an electric player. AZ Jussie, when he is in the game, he was open several times. I know he didn't catch a lot of passes. He also got ejected in the first half, but he's an elite playmaker too. Coach Jones and the Pacelli Vikings are going to be just fine. They're going to be, they got a lot of talent. Give them a few weeks to find out who they are because last year you knew Cam Ellis was, like Coach Purdue liked to say, the Tim Tebow around this area. When you lose to Tim Tebow, obviously you're going to take a step back. And with a guy that didn't have much experience in Christian Brown, I thought he had a great game. For his first game ever as a high school quarterback, I thought he was decent. It was the pre-snap penalties. 26 penalties were called on Pacelli. And a lot of them were getting the defensive line to jump off sides so many times uh, Dallas Crow was getting them to jump, and that equaled great field position that had them moving the sticks and had them ahead of the chains, which allowed them to have an open, more open playbook, and that's why Glenn would end up dominating 38-12. to But still a, a long season ahead of us. But I like where Glenwood stands, and I expect Pacelli to improve. What about you? Two things that I noticed about Pacelli's defense, two players that stood out for me, Omar Kimbrough and Desi Morgan Jr. This Pacelli defense is young, but I feel that they are going to compete in the GIAA. Got a big game next week against Tattnall Square Academy, but you know these two teams, they're in different states. They're not going to face each other in the playoffs. This was just a barometer, a test to see where the talent level is at. And I feel that Pacelli is going to be right there at the end of the season in the GIAA. I think so, too. I think both these teams will be vying for state championships. But there's a reason why Glenwood coming in was ranked number one in the preseason. Right. And we are seeing that right now. Mason McCrane, the possession receiver, he was dominant. And if you don't get in front of him, and you, if you're a defender and you're playing behind him, good luck stopping that. The guy's six foot three. He's got long arms. It's, unless you're doing pass interference... It's going to be hard stopping something like that. But I will say, Dallas grows a heck of a quarterback, too, and he puts it right on the money. So congratulations to Coach Ryan Nelson and his staff. They did an excellent job. Josh McConnell, uh, Chris Blackshear, shout out to him. He was keeping them, uh, getting back, the get-back coach for the Gators. Um, coach Jesse Purdue, thank you for shouting us out. He was a PA announcer for the game. It was packed. Oh, it was. Well represented for both teams. And we were glad to be a part of that number one versus number one. It lived up to the height. So thank you so much for our gracious hosts at Glenwood. And we will be back again September the 15th against Lee Scott, their rival. Lee Scott won the state last year. Game day is going to be there. That one is going to be another big-time matchup. It's probably going to be number one versus number two in the AISA. And we are going to have it live right here on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. All right, Richard, let's move on. And I'm going to let you do this. Even though I picked them to win, just like you did, you have a special place in your heart for the head coach of the Calvary Knights, Emmanuel Brunson. Now, many people thought, because how young they are, losing Coach Osborne, the legendary coach for them, he really built the program from the ground up. There was no program, football program, until Osborne got there. Won a state championship. He's at Southern. By the way, he won his first game there. and We always like guys from this area doing successful no matter where they're at. But many people thought this would be a rebuilding year. Uh, they would have to take you know, some lumps in the road. They would get pushed around a little bit. And many people thought, especially 
people on, on the high school game day, they're playing Cherokee Christian. They won the state last year. No way Calvary goes up to Cherokee Christian, the defending state champion in Gaps, with a young team, new coaching staff, and win. But guess what? They did just that. 21 to 20 in triple overtime. Okay, I got the right. 20 to 19 in triple overtime. And I, I actually got my notes here. Uh, just congratulations to Coach Brunson. You know, coming in, I said on the broadcast that he is the coach that is developing these players, and they are buying in to what Coach Brunson is doing at Calvary Christian. And I believe their home opener, Lanier Christian Academy, is going to be incredible electric atmosphere on the campus of Calvary. And yeah, 20 to 19, triple overtime. It was just a great win for the Calvary Christian Knights. And now I'm a believer that they could compete in the gaps and go far in the playoffs. And uh, like you said, Thrip, you and I picked this game. DJ and Coach Purdue picked Cherokee Christian. So uh, I'm kind of curious to see what our record is going to be. I am too. Three overtimes. And Coach Brunson, like you said, gets his first win. Shout out to Lute Savek. He is the new starting quarterback there. He was uh, one of the reasons they won the game. And you saw Calvary shared on their social media um, the entire cheerleaders and everybody running on the field when they won that game. I mean, just an incredible moment for Calvary Christian Knights, and it's only going to be ascending now. That program's definitely on the rise. So shout out to Coach Brunson. Thank you, Coach Steve Smith, the AD there, uh, for updating us throughout the game. And we're excited to be calling some Calvary games later on in the season. And they Absolutely. start the season 1-0, and now you got to put them on the map. If you beat the defending state champions in gaps, you're going to be buying maybe yourself to win a state championship. I don't think nobody around this area thought that. So I'm excited to see where the Knights are heading this season. Absolutely. I think you beat the defending gap state champions. And it was a very close game. Like you said, 20-19, triple overtime. It was a hard-fought game, but also in a hostile environment. You go on the road in your first game, Coach Brunson, first game and get the win. That's got to give a lot of confidence to your team, especially Calvary only has four home games this year, so they're going to be on the road a lot. they got some tough opponents, including the Keens Academy, which is one of the top teams in the gaps, and they got to play Heritage on the road in the GIAA. Yeah. So Calvary has got a tough road, but I think that this is the team I'm buying into what Coach Brunson is doing at Calvary. All right, moving on from Calvary, let's go to now as uh, my friend Jerome Bryant. <laughs> I forgot. No. I just had a brain fart right there, but it, he, he called it beat the deaf tour. There it is. I was trying to think. like he, had <laughs> come, he came up with a good phrase for what happened this past weekend. He called it the beat the death tour. Um, several games in Muscogee County, in which turned out to be landslides, and we're going to hit on them very quickly. The first two, Carver played Hardaway. Carver dominated 47-6. They were up 34-6 at halftime. Childs had four rushing touchdowns. He was player of the game. And I like where this Carver team is. Hardaway, obviously, is a rebuilding year with Coach McKenzie. They only won two games. They got a freshman in Bobby Gary starting for them. Interesting how he develops this year. They're gonna they're playing a team in Carver that's obviously a top ten team in the three A. Now Hardaway is four A, but they're still rebuilding. Classifications doesn't matter when you're playing against a guy a team and coached by Pierre Coffey at Carver. 47-6. Hardaway, I still expect them to improve on last year, winning three or four games. Um, but this was a good uh, 
I would say a good test for Carver to see yeah. where they're at, what they need to improve on as they head into the mega matchup next week against Heritage. Any thoughts on uh, Carver versus Hardaway? Well, I think that Hardaway, it seems like every year they have a brutal schedule. They're battle tested. They're playing Troop County next week. They got to play Harris County. They got to play Peach County. They got to play Noonan, which is a 6A school. Yes, I think that Hardaway could make the playoffs in their region. But Hardaway, like you mentioned, is in a, in a rebuilding year. Uh, Bobby Gary, I'm interested to see what he does as a freshman. But you got to give credit to Carver. How about Deontay Childs? They plug and play any type of running back. I mean, Carver is known for having great running backs. You no look doubt. at Flip Creedle, Jamari Riley, now Deontay Childs. I mean, we could take it all the way back to 2009, 2010 with Isaiah Crowell. I mean, Carver is known for having big-time running backs. And what Deontay Childs did, four rushing touchdowns, I'm, I tell you, Thrift, I am excited to see what Carver can do this season. I am too, and Carver is going to be one of those teams we keep up all season long. And I got a special announcement about where we're going to be all right. calling games this week. That's a part of our itinerary for the show today. Of course, recapping, previewing the upcoming schedule. Where's game day going to be? Where are we calling games? We got three games, not one, not two. I'm pulling my LeBron James. Yeah, you not are. three. <laughs> But yes, three games we're going to be calling. I wish we could do four, but three games we're going to be calling around the area. We are excited about moving on from that to the next game. And we'll stay with that Heritage Bowl uh, team in Spencer. And the Spencer Greenways, holy smokes, they uh, put a 65 number on Greenville. Greenville, not a great team. Uh, you know, you're used to hearing about Greenville because of Contavious Caldwell Pope in basketball. Right. But this isn't basketball, this is baseball. 65 to 19. Gary Gaither, woo! My man, mate, he 2,500 yards last year. I think he's going for 3,500 yards this year. They got so much talent. Joe Kegler has built a great program here at Spencer, one that's going to sustain success, especially being in 2A. I fully expect them to win the region this year. Obviously, when we talk to them during media days, the big game they want to win is the one this upcoming week. But good litmus test to see where they're at in week one and to put up 65 you're going to see Spencer, they're probably one of the top teams in the area offensively, and I expect them being the one of the top scoring teams as well. It was a great outing for the Spencer Green Wave. Their home opener at Otis Spencer Stadium. It is just right around the corner from the campus, so it feels like it's their home field, even though other teams in Muskogee County play there. But I want to tell you about a player on defense, Dre Duncan, a man among boys, as he wrecked havoc in the backfield, made plays going sideline to sideline and Greenville could not do anything and Spencer I mean 65 points <laughs> this is really going to set up for a perfect matchup next week because I really want to see how this Carver defense goes up against this Spencer offense. George Alabama Sports Live show is presented by Sports Visions, Zaxby's and, of course, Morehouse School of Medicine. We appreciate Morehouse School of Medicine being a sponsor for our high school pick'em that we did during game day. Uh, Sports Visions, obviously, me and DJ Jones are live every Monday and Thursday, 4 to 6 p.m. on 92.1 Smooth R&B and the Sports Visions Facebook page, Sports Visions Radio app. And me and DJ Jones, uh, we may be calling a game together again. And we'll just teaser, of, again, when we get done with recapping, where we plan on being for week two. So excited about that, Richard. Um, moving on 
Now let's go to Northside at Columbus. Northside put up 58 points on Columbus. Northside, Caden Clay uh, left, started where he left off from last year. Um, running back by committee after losing Malachi Holsley, they had close to 50 points at halftime. Uh, I know, shout out to Phil Marino and his coaching staff at Columbus. They're a 3A school playing a 5A school, and obviously no matchup for Northside, but that doesn't take away from Columbus still being an improved team. I expect them to get better as each week goes on, but a dominant performance from Coach Oropesa and his staff. I think it's a testament to how good Northside is because I think Columbus is going to be fine. Northside is not missing Malachi Hosley at all. And Caden Clay, like you mentioned during media days, Coach Orpez is letting Caden cook. He had some outstanding plays. And we were actually, when we were calling the Glenwood Pacelli game, we were looking down on the phone on the score, and Northside was just fast out the gate. I mean, they were already up 38 to nothing before halftime, 58 to nothing. And this, this just is a test, a testament of what Northside can do in 5A. And I, I'm telling you, they play LaGrange next week. Mm. That is going to be – remember, LaGrange beat Northside last year. Yeah. So, and LaGrange is hungry. The only loss for Northside Their only year. loss in the regular season. We know how good this Northside team can be, and Coach Rapesa has got a juggernaut there here in the Fountain City. It is the Northside Patriots, and what a performance. All right, after the Beat the Death Tour, there were a few teams that lost in Muskogee County, one of them being the Shaw Raiders. They played Marion County. Nicholas Bates had two touchdowns. Shaw had a 15-2 lead heading into the fourth quarter and coached Johnny Gardner's first game of his coaching head coaching career, first game as the lead man for the Shaw Raiders. And we were thinking, all right, here we go. This is how Shaw wants to start off. And... Being on the road, Marion, of course, had a couple balls bounce their way, a couple breaks, and they end up winning 16-15 to 15 in a heartbreaking fashion. But it doesn't take away from this Shaw team. Marion's a good, good team. Shaw, right. obviously, they, they saw what they did wrong and why they should have won that game. And I know no one's sadder than the coaching staff for the Shaw Raiders. But to be in it that close, uh, this is going to be one of those things where finish. You play three three great quarters, especially defensively, holding them to two points, and then to let it all go to waste in that fourth quarter. I know that is what Coach Gardner's preaching heading into week two. And the two points was off a of safety. They could clean up their mistakes. They know that they dominated this game the first three quarters. But the key is to finish. I'm still a believer in what this coaching staff is doing for the Shaw Raiders. They can only improve from here. Yep. Marion County, a good win for Marion County down in Buena Vista. And they're going to compete with the likes of Chatco and Schley County and Manchester because they got to play all of them in their region. So it, it should be interesting. And, and Shaw, they play Kendrick next week. Yeah, they do. And uh, we won't be at that game, but we'll see where Kendrick and is, is how they're going to be this year. Um, moving on, now we're tackle Troop County and Harris County. Troop County, Teo Todd, the human highlight film, the Sports Visions Player of the Year last year, and our football awards luncheon that we have every single December. We got one coming up this year as well. Maybe you're going to have a sp another special guest speaker uh, that's going to be tuned in to the Sports Vision Radio Show. You'll find out who that's going to be throughout the season. Troop County won 31-7. Noah Dixon had a touchdown coming back from injury. Shout out to him that he's back healthy. Teo Todd, another dominant performance. 
Harris County, a sleeping giant, like I said, and, and that's always been my mantra with them. Didn't look great against Troop County. Troop County makes a lot of teams look like that. We'll right. learn more about Harris County this upcoming week against Russell County because I didn't think they were going to compete against Troop County. I did think they were going to get better going back from last year's 2-8 and eight season. Uh, but when you play on the road against a Troop County team that's loaded the way they are and a, pretty much a prohibitive favorite to win the state championship this year with Tanner Glisson, I didn't expect – I expected this, 31-7. to seven. If it had been 58-7, to seven, I think that's more worrisome for Harris County than it is 31-7. to seven. Well, this has been a one-sided rivalry for a while now. Harris County is a 5A school. Troop County is a 4A school, but they are a state title contender. And all four of us picked – Troop County to win this game. It was at Callaway Stadium. We know what Teo Todd can do. I'm just happy to see Noah Dixon back from his injury last year. He is one of the top recruits, according to Rivals.com, and Qua Burnsong on defense. But I'm interested to see what this Harris County team does against Russell County. Levi Watson is the quarterback for second-year head coach Tommy Watson. And that fan base at Harris County, they love their Harris County Tigers. I mean, yeah. going to Durham Field is a just a great atmosphere. It seems like the entire town of Hamilton, Waverly Hall, Ellerslie, Fortson, they all come to Durham Field to see their Harris County Tigers. And that's going to be exciting to see Russell County, a team they played last year in Seal, two similar schools playing each other again for a home-and-home home this year. So if you're wondering why we haven't said Central or Smith Station or Russell County. Because oh, they, uh, they didn't play. They didn't play. They don't play yeah. till this week, so... That's pretty much the schedule around the area for all the teams that we are going to be covering and trying to live stream here on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. Now, let's go ahead and get in to week two. And, be and before we do that, I'm going to ready. I think we're pretty much ready to make our announcement for where we're going to be live streaming our games. On Thursday, our schedule starts with Columbus versus Jordan. Jordan, uh, under Coach Cadell Jenkins. Uh, Darvin uh, James, the quarterback there. I think Jordan is a team that's going to be feisty, and I think it's going to be a really good matchup. We are excited, that being the first Muscogee County uh, game we're going to be doing this year. We're going to try to hit all eight Muscogee County schools, so Columbus Jordan will be first. We'll be live from Kinnett, me and Richard, and we're excited about that one. Friday, we got a doubleheader for you. Yeah, you heard it right. Not one game we're doing on Friday. We're doing two games. First one, which they're going to one game starts seven thirty, one game starts at seven. So obviously they'll be going on at the same time. Right. Uh, but first game, Carver versus Spencer. Myself and DJ Jones are going to be calling that game. DJ Jones, the creator and founder and CEO of Sports Visions, the, my partner in crime on our radio show, and who created the Sports Visions Awards luncheon. He played at Carver. Obviously, many people know he played at Georgia and was an All-American there and won national championships. He played in the NFL, played in the Super Bowl, had a very successful career professionally and now into the media aspect, but he is a huge supporter of the Carver Tigers. He also supports all high schools around the area, but I was like, there's no way because we caught it last year. We got to call it again this year. Of course. DJ Jones and me will be calling the Heritage Bowl. Carver versus Spencer. I know it's going to be packed. I know everybody and their mama's going to be at Memorial Stadium. And so will we, me and DJ. And that is where high school game day will be. So me and DJ will host that. Rex Castillo is going to be our guest helmet picker. Nice. We plan on having guests 
from Carver and Spencer to come and talk about the robbery throughout the pregame. We'll announce what time that pregame, our high school game day show, will start here as we start dropping all the flyers and everything so you can come and you know, show your face, say, hey, create a poster, whatever you want to do for high school game day. But we're excited about that. Richard will not be there because he's going to be at Harris County. And Harris County's taking on Russell County. I think that's an evenly matched game between two really good teams from across the border. Harris County versus Russell County. Richard will be on the call there. So we're going to have a doubleheader. Heritage Bowl live on the Georgia-Alabama Sports Live Facebook page and YouTube channel. And then Harris County versus Russell County live on our YouTube channel as well. Tune in. Excited about it, Richard. Any thoughts? Well, week two is loaded. I mean, loaded. we're going to go into week two, but I, I'm going to take a page out of uh, CBS analyst Jim Nance that this Heritage Bowl is a tradition like none other. <laughs> You're pulling the masters right because now. Because when you think of the two oldest schools in Columbus, all that rich tradition, yeah. Spencer, Otis Sistrunk played in the Super Bowl for the Oakland, now Las Vegas Raiders. Yes. Carver, all the DJ Jones, Nate Odoms, Brinston Buckner, Jarvis Jones, Isaiah Crowell, I mean, all the players that played at Carver, that played in the NFL, Yep. these two teams, they do not like each other. They are non-region opponents. They're, they're, not, they're not even in the same classification. Not in the same classification anymore. But like we, at media days, Spencer had one goal. You know, quarterback Gary Gaither said his goal is to beat Carver. And really, Spencer has not beaten Carver since 2017. You know, Carver has beaten Spencer 20 of the last 21 years. This has wow. been a one-sided rivalry. But if there is a team that could beat Carver this year, I believe the Spencer Green Wave is that team because they have an experienced three-year starter in Gary Gaither, who was the leading passer in 4A two years ago, and he's ready to go. And But I think I love the matchup between the Carver defense against this Spencer offense with Gary Gaither. I think so too, and I'm excited about it and can't wait to call the game. And I guess that was your intro into previewing the game. Gary Gaither and that electric offense is going to be one of the top scoring offenses in the Tri-City area, taking on that Carver defense that is locked and loaded. Oh, yeah. I was talking with Christopher Lindsay, the principal there, Pierre Coffey. He says our defense is as best it's been in a long time. So you got strength against strength, and then looking forward to seeing that Carver Childs, the running back who has had a phenomenal game one. He should be electric too. Last year, it was close in the first half. Carver ended up dominating the second half. I think it's going to be a lot closer than many people think. Is this going to be the year that Spencer finally upsets Carver? First time in a long time. We're going to find out. Cannot wait to see how that game plays out. We'll preview that more as we get into game day. Moving on from that game is the next game of week number two that we're going to talk about. The game we're going to be at as well, Russell County versus Harris County. Russell County, this is game one. Um, so we really don't know much about them other than two years ago. Obviously, Coach Dylan Griggs, Dylan Griggs made the playoffs. He was well, coach of the year for Sports Visions, did a phenomenal job. Last year, with expectations, didn't live up to them, didn't make the playoffs down here for Russell County. Had some injuries. Yeah, and, and they didn't, that played part in it too. But Russell County should be back uh, from what we've heard from Coach Larry Knox, the AD there. He thinks this is the best Russell County team they've had in a long time. And that's saying something considering the fact they made the playoffs two years ago. They take on Harris County. Obviously, Harris County got dominated by Troop County. We all expected that. 
This is an evenly matched game. What do you think, Richard? Well, I think Russell County beat Harris County last year 28-17. to 17. Uh, They're missing Drew Pickett. He's now at Wake Forest. He was the three-star running back who really was the workhorse. But they had a special running back last year who is a sophomore now. As a freshman, he was Drew Pickett's backup running back. Kelston Popcorn Tarver. And they also have a very experienced quarterback in Robert Calhoun, the three-year starter. Mitchell Green is also a quarterback that they might throw him in there for passing situations. He's more of a, of a passer, and Robert Calhoun is more of a dual-threat quarterback. He could pass the football, too. But I'm really excited to see their wide receivers as Denver Harper really came on as a slot receiver. But, yeah, they're missing some players on defense, Royalty Sanders. And Coach Griggs has lost two coordinators as he had Kendall Lacey, his defensive coordinator last year. He's now at Valdosta. His, his offensive game analyst, Justin Albert, the former wide receiver at Auburn, he's now at Pell City. And so he's got to replace two different coordinators. But I'm buying into what Coach Griggs is doing at Russell County. It's going to be an electric atmosphere. I expect the oh, yeah. Russell County fan base to make that trip up to Hamilton. It's not that far. It's about an hour away. It is really not that far at all. I know Russell County is like 45 minutes from Columbus. Right. And Harris County is about 30 minutes. But it's about an hour. And that atmosphere at Durham Field, I cannot wait. I think that it's going to be a very, very close game. I cannot make a prediction because I'm actually calling the game. But I believe that it's going to be a fun and exciting game. I think so, too. We won't make predictions either with Carver Spencer because you're not. Not until high school you, game day. You can't yeah. do And, well, even then, me and DJ, I just don't like picking games. Exactly. Call. We can't pick games no. that we're calling. Exactly. All right. And remember, uh, put this on the post in the description. But I'm giving away $25 gift cards, and I already got two winners right now. All they had to do was share our live stream posts, which they did that. Can't wait to give those two ladies, and yes, uh, ladies uh, that I picked. Um, they were showing us a lot of love, sharing multiple times in different groups on Facebook, and we appreciate that. And I'll be announcing those winners here and right after we do these previews. All right, moving on from the two games we're going to be calling Columbus versus Jordan. We talked about that a little bit. That's going to be evenly matched game. Kent, both Jordan's first game of the season, Columbus I got dominated. Didn't really learn much about them. We'll learn more with the Blue Devils and Red Jackets. This is a rivalry, too. It this is. was a big-time rivalry for many years. Now, it hasn't been as big as in recent past, but there is a lot of history between Columbus and Jordan. All right, moving on from those teams. Auburn at Hoover. That is a huge battle. Uh, two top schools, both of them top five in 7A. Yeah. That's a big-time game uh, to come in. I can't wait for that one. Uh, Smith Station, they, they open up as well. Uh, I'm trying to see where Smith Station is here in my Yeah, they're notes. playing Pleasant Grove. Pleasant Grove. And then Central, they open up. Hewitt Trustful. So Central, Hewitt Trustful, Pleasant Grove versus Smith Station, and Auburn and Hoover. All three of those teams, Auburn, Smith Station, and Central, we like covering here, a part of our right. Georgia-Alabama Sports Live family. And you're going to learn, obviously, the most anticipated game is Auburn versus Hoover, but I want to know how good Central's going to be. they got a new quarterback. Of course, they got the number one player in the state at, at raw receiver. Cam Coleman, he's uh, verbally committed to Texas A&M. So let's see where Central is. How, how dominant are they going to be? Is this the year Coach Patrick Dix gets another state championship for the Red Devils? Their first since 2018 when Coach Jamie DeBose was the coach back then. Also, Thrift, 
as a history in the AHSAA, this is the opening week for the Alabama High School Athletic Association. They have a tradition called the Kickoff Classic. It's played at the Cramden Bowl in Montgomery. They do have a Thursday night game. The Beauregard Hornets are taking on Selma. Okay. But Friday's game, Opelika taking on the four-time <laughs> state champion Thompson Warriors, led by a freshman quarterback, Trent Seaburn, that beat Auburn in the state championship last year. So, that's going to be a lot of fun. I, all those Alabama teams, hard to preview them because we don't know much about them other than what they did right. last year. So, we cannot wait to give you updates, and we'll talk more about those games as we recap them on our show next Sunday. Last nugget I want to add, going back to the Carver-Spencer game. Carver-Spencer, in the last 21 matchups, Carver's 20-1. and one. Spencer's 1-20. The only time Spencer beat Carver, you know who the head coach of Spencer was? Pierre, Pierre Coffee, Coffee yes. the coach of the Carver Tigers now. There's a little Richard's Nuggets for you <laughs> here on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. LaGrange takes on Northside. LaGrange lost their opening game but playing a really good team. Yeah, they they actually lost on Thursday. We talked about that on high school game day. Yes. They're 0-1. They take on Northside. It's going to be at Kinnett. Last year, LaGrange beat Northside by 28, and it was Northside's only loss. Preview of who I'm going to pick on Friday. I really like this Northside team a lot, and I think they're going to avenge last year's loss. I like this Northside team too, but I just can't imagine a LaGrange team starting 0-2. But, uh, you know, Callaway started 0-3 last year, yeah. and they had made a deep run in the playoffs. And I, Thrift, I'm telling you, I was actually previewing week two. There is so many monster matchups that it's hard to get to all of them because you got you got Glenwood and Brookstone. And we, and we, which I mean, we, we haven't even gone to. We haven't even got to that yet. Pinecrest takes on Calvary. Calvary coming off all the momentum, all that high from beating last year's state champion Cherokee Christian. Their home opener. They're one and zero. I think they're going to dominate this game. Calvary versus Pinecrest. Luke Zebeck. They're going to build off of last week. Obviously, when talking with Coach Brunson and hearing from him, there's things they got to work on offensively. All right, They led majority of the game. They end up giving a last-second touchdown to tie the game at 13. They were up 13-6. to six. They end up allowing that touchdown to make it 13-13. Their defense was excellent. Offensively, there's a lot of things they want to improve on. Right. But to go on the road and win that, obviously, you don't want to nitpick at the little things. They expect to score more points and open up the playbook more against Pinecrest. I'm excited to see where Calvary's going to be after week two. I am too. Coach Brunson has got a great team. Luke Savek, he's just going to improve more as a quarterback. And in the home opener, I mean, the Calvary faithful, they're going to be out there. And just it's another Friday where the Calvary fan base is going to – I love these private schools in Columbus because yep. they really show out and they support their team. We would have loved to be there for that game, along with North LaGrange Northside, but we can only pick a certain amount as it is me and you and Toygar and Chris. And as we continue to grow this thing, obviously we'll try to be as many games as possible on a Friday night. Heck, if we could have four games going Absolutely. at one time, we're going to try to do that. But right now, with it being the first season of Georgia Alabama Sports Live, this doubleheader is something that I'm interested in seeing how it's going to work. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But... We want to get at Harris County. We met Coach Mindy Johnson and shout out to Rick Beach. They, they want us there. And I thought, you know what? Why not knock out Russ County and Harris County at the same time? Two great teams. A lot of 
fan base uh, surrounding them, supporters that were going to tune in. Excited about that matchup. The next one is Brookstone at Glenwood. Uh, it's the state line showdown. Shout out to Jonathan Hoppy. He'll be calling that game, so right. we'll be keeping up with that as we do ours. Brookstone didn't play last week. A lot of people think this Brookstone team, just like Pacelli, could vibe for a state championship in the GIAA 3A classification. And Glenwood, after dominating, they're trying to beat Brookstone. And if they're able to do that, they'll pretty much supplant themselves as the best private school football team around this area. I think it's fitting that WTVM has decided to have this game as the game that they are calling. And I know that Jonathan Hoppy is going to do a fantastic job as the play-by-play announcer. But this avenges the loss last year. Glenwood loses to Brookstone 25-23 to at the Swamp. And now Glenwood is coming to Max Strong Stadium to avenge that loss. It is going to be a great atmosphere there. And I know the Brookstone faithful is going to be there. We were there for media days. That's yep. just an incredible stadium. Incredible stadium. Enjoyed. And we're looking forward to calling some games there as well this year. Um, we'll, we'll announce those games later on as the season continues. So there is all of week two. Bunch of, I mean, it is a prime weekend for matches. We'd even talk about the fact that Lynette, our good friend, Chip Siegel, is making his head coaching debut at the kickoff last week at Dan Washburn Stadium in Lynette. So that's going to be... A lot of fun to see how it plays out. We're hoping to call a net game here yeah. in the near future. Uh, but shout out to Coach Chip Siegel in his first game with the Lynette Panthers. All right. After hitting all those games, we made our announcements. It's time to pick our $25 gift card winners. First one is Toya A. Tucker. Uh, Toya was sharing our live stream left and right, and we appreciate the love you showed us. So, Toya, if you're watching, if not, I'll reach out to you. You're getting a $25 gift card at Zaxby's. And Janelle Niles. Miss Niles was sharing it just as much, loving our sub, commenting. Janelle Niles, Toya A. Tucker, you are our winners for our gift cards. We'll be giving away more later on this week. We'll do it, announce the winner again on Sunday. Thank you to Judson Humphreys for allowing us the opportunity to be able to give away all these great stuff. We hope you went and got your 25% off your order at Zaxby's on Saturday. It's going to be a great week of calling sports. We may even be doing a special softball game. Softball? Yes. We won't say when. We haven't got confirmation yet, but stay tuned for that on Monday. So itinerary for the week on Monday you got Glenwood Coaches Show. Richard will be there. will be live on our Georgia Alabama Sports Live YouTube and Facebook page. Tuesday, we may be doing something special softball-wise. We'll keep you updated on that. Thursday, Columbus versus Jordan. Friday, Richard's going to be at Russell County, Harris County, me and DJ Jones, the Heritage Bowl. And then on Sunday, we'll recap and preview week three for episode four of Georgia Alabama Sports Live Show. Now it's time to say some thank yous to all the sponsors that made this possible. Alliance Specialty Contractors. Thank you to Jody Crum. It's a full-service, veteran-owned roofing and restoration company. You need your roofing needs. There's been a lot of storm damages, storms coming through. They're going to make sure you get all everything taken care of. Make sure the insurance doesn't take advantage of you. Alliance Specialty Contractors. They've been a big sponsor of ours going back to last year. Terry Johnson Agency. <clears throat> Shout out to my friend Terry Johnson and Jeremy Crosby. They can help bundle your home, 
auto, RV, boat, church, and more to save you money. Insurance made easy. Terry Johnson, 706-324-6360. Get called them to get a quote today. Masterwall, Grant Smithwick, C. Smithwick. Uh, these guys are they're a national company. I mean, they're located here. Their home is in Columbus, but they're a national company. They're all over the place. They're putting interior and exterior walls for all these big-time buildings and companies. So if you need anything dealing with that, call Masterwall. They're an innovative leader in manufacturing superior exterior and interior coat. Large enough to meet your needs, but small enough to remember your name. And that's always big with businesses. Columbus Lions, thank you to Casey Smith, Lee Snow, Richard Masala for all of them sponsoring us. Can't wait to be the play-by-play guy. Damian Daniels is the new head coach here, the Nighthawk. Um, by the way, DJ Jones is out of town. My Aunt Candy, his lovely wife Candy Jones, is getting the Trailblazer Award. So he will be out of town. He'll join us to bring in the show like he always does uh, via um, video chat. But Richard, you'll be in studio with me, and I plan on trying to get Damian Daniels to talk about this experience and becoming the head man. I think you could think of a better guy to lead the Lions. They're one of the longest-running arena football organizations, not only in the state, but in the nation. Of course, Zaxby's. I've talked about them enough. Thank you to Justin Humphreys for all your tailgating needs. Go to Zaxby's. Barringer Construction, LLC, for all your home remodeling needs. Call Glenn Barringer at 706-249-1099. Farmers Insurance, the benefit agency, stands ready to help you with all your insurance matters, life, home, renters. Dan Menifee, love him, love the way he supports us. So if you need insurance, call Farmers Insurance. Auto Gallery, Chevy, Buick, GMC, and LaGrange. If you need a new car and you need you want to go somewhere where they're going to take care of you, Mark Foster and his staff will do that. Morehouse School of Medicine, thank you to Ms. Chandra Edwards and the love they show us. PNB Broadcasting, Dave Arwood, Joseph Brennan, they gave me my first opportunity in broadcasting. PNB, you got stations like Kissing 99.3, Q107.3, 103.7, Light FM, uh, 106.9, Really Rocks, Rock 105.5. Uh, there are so many stations under the PNB umbrella. I'm lucky to be a part of that family. 92.1 Smooth R&B is a part of PNB Broadcasting. So me and DJ, we love everything about PNB. Community first. You always see all the radio bands at all these big-time events, and we love that they supported us as well. As well. So please, love and, and listen to Q1073, Kiss and 99.3, and all the great radio stations we have to offer for you. Alex Quinney Agency, Alex Quinney, a longtime friend of mine. Uh, they have a great staff there. They take care of you. All these insurance guys, are, are they're small companies. They put your needs first. They're not going to be one of those that try to big-time you at all. They're going to make sure anytime, day or night, they're going to answer your questions, and that includes Alex Quinney, Allstate Agency, and then Sports Visions. You can listen to me and DJ Jones all every Monday and Thursday. You'll be live with me tomorrow from 4 to 6 p.m. Thank you to everybody that has shown us love. If you want to be a sponsor, please contact us. We are not, we don't cap sponsorships. We need your support. It's tough going out there. It takes a lot of equipment. It takes time, effort to get guys like Chris Gates and Toy Guard. These guys are professionals, okay? There's a value in live streaming. And that value, you gotta 
have you got to get compensated okay no one does anything for free nowadays and especially something as hard as live streaming so we need your help so all these players all these coaches all these schools can get the proper exposure they deserve you want to be a sponsor contact me at 706-325-6040 706-325-6040 you can also dm me on my personal facebook page or the georgia alabama sports live facebook page and you can email us at G-A-A-L Sports Live at gmo.com. You see the banner. Please go like us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. Any other thoughts, Richard? I just said a mouthful right there before we end the show. No, you did a great job, Thrift. I, I am excited about week two because, you know, when we were doing our homework and I was actually pre-previewing week two, I knew there was a lot of massive games. I knew we wouldn't get to all of them. But once again... The, the whole Chattahoochee Valley does not disappoint. If you're a high school football fan, I mean, you have three incredible games that we're going to be live streaming, and then we're going to try to get score updates on all the other games as well. It's just a great time to be a high school football fan here in the Chattahoochee Valley. I agree. From Richard Holdridge, I'm Thrift Barringer saying thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you throughout the week. Make sure to check all our great content, and we're looking forward to Columbus versus Jordan on Thursday. Carver versus Spencer on Friday, and Russ County versus Harris County on Friday as well. We'll see you later.